1: In the business tonight, I've got Tasha and I've got Dana. And, guys, we did it. We are here. The NRLW competition is finally here. Uh, You know, obviously, off-seasons, they can drag on a little bit. Tasha, this one was even worse given the COVID rescheduling situation. How are you feeling coming into the weekend? Because, you know, I I know this weekend means a lot to you. Um, You know, we've been building up. We've been talking about it for, for what seems like... Uh, months and months and months how are you feeling leading into the weekend
2: Dan it has felt like an eternity that we've had to wait and then uh, last week we had the Indigenous All-Stars versus the Maldi All-Stars that was spectacular um, yesterday day before I was able to go out and see the juniors play it's all building and now just a few more sleeps Dan and we've got the NRLW kicking off i I'm so excited about it. I cannot wait.
1: Uh, it, it's going to be great. You know, memberships have been bought. I've got the jerseys. Um, my little boy he's got he's got his setup. He got a, he got the little NRLW Knights bear. So uh, all the listeners out there, go out and get your merch. Um, and obviously, we'll be there in the stands for the big triple header uh, this weekend. Cannot wait.
2: Yeah, I was just going to make mention of the triple header, Dan. Like that is so exciting to, to get that up there and it's up your way at McDonald's, um, stadium. So wow. Triple header to kick us off. i couldn't be better. Yeah.
1: I I think it's going to be like a little bit of like a festival atmosphere. You know, I I think a lot of people are feeling the way we are, you know, there's been I mean, a lot of um, blood, sweat and tears to, to get to this point, to get the, to get the competition off the ground um, again in 2022. So, yeah, really excited about it. And, uh, yeah, the fact that we get three awesome games, which we're obviously going to talk about tonight, it's going to be great.
0: When I noticed that there was three games all in, like, one go, I actually looked at the, like, Google mapped it. I was like, how far's the drive from Melbourne to Newcastle or wherever the stadium is? Because so I was like, oh, I can't believe I'm going to miss that just because I live in, like, Victoria. Like, it's so It sucks. <laughs>
1: No, it's, uh, it, it's going to be something. We um, cannot wait. And that's the listener question for you guys is we want to see tries. It's been a long off season. We want to see points. So thinking about that um, and, and the three games that we've got in round one, what game do you think will have the most points score? That's our listener question for today. Uh, Tasha.
2: Dan, I'm going to surprise everyone, I think, um, because there's always so much importance like defence wins games. Yes, that is very much true, but the fans love to see tries. So I'm looking at the roster um, of all the squads there. There's a massive grand final rematch in round one. It's the Roosters v. the Broncos. The talent, the speed, the the p- players out there with line breaks, with offloads, I'm, I'm thinking they will challenge each other. They will break through quite often and that's going to be the highest scoring game of the round.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go the opposite. Like I reckon the – not issue, but like one of the things that might come up is because those are the top two teams like going into the competition. They've got that – they both have that hard-hitting defence. Like it could be like when you have like Origin and it's a, a low-scoring game because they're both on that defence just so hard. So I, I don't know. Dana,
1: where are you going, um, where are you going with this one? What, what came yeah, like the most those points?
0: That's, that's the thing. Like I reckon it's going to be like the – Newcastle of Parramatta, like you've got the two new teams coming through. Like they've both got quite experienced players, but they've also got quite a lot of new upcoming players as well. So a lot of people don't know the team's strengths and weaknesses. So, you you know, a weakness might be in the left wing and then that's where you're going to get your tries in. Or, you know, there's just you don't know what's coming into it. So I reckon those kind of underdog teams are going to score the most points as they kind of work through their, their nicks and...
1: Stuff like that. Yeah. It, it's interesting you say those two because I'm gonna round it off and I'm gonna go the other game. I my, my tip was the Dragons Titans. I just feel there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of nervous energy uh, come round one and that, that's always gonna be the case. So I, I think the first half of some of these uh, these opening games, so I think they're going to open up very very quickly. I think there's going to be some nerves, maybe a few missed tackles here or there, and uh, yeah, again, we're going to get into the rosters later in terms of talent, speed, where where this offense is going to come from. But you know, when, you, when we talk about the Dragons and Titans, there's plenty there, especially uh, from that team up in Queensland, uh, going to be going to be one to watch. But uh, well, sounds like there's going to be plenty of points scored on the weekend, which uh, yeah, we're all very very much looking forward to. All right, guys, let's jump into our first segment for tonight, The Breakdown.
0: It's do or die. One game. got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money.
1: This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, Not everything
2: went to to plan at all. Um,
0: And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and each week on The Breakdown, we pick out two feature games to do exactly that feature, Breakdown. And Tasha, I guess we, we tease this a little bit, and that is the the massive clash between the Sydney Roosters coming up against the Brisbane Broncos. Let's start with Brisbane because, you know, obviously the NRLW competition, it's still in its infancy, but already Brisbane have built quite a history uh, in this competition Tasha, let, let's call it for what it is. They, they built quite a, quite a dynasty up there in Queensland. Yeah, talk, talk to us a little bit about the Broncos because, um, yeah, it, it's been incredible what they've been able to achieve.
2: Yeah, hats off to the Broncos. Um, they, they've managed a three-peat. They've won all three of the um, NRLW season so far. They're, we've had players on the show, um, Steph Hancock, Chelsea, Leonard and... To a player, everyone I talk to from the Broncos, they talk about the professionalism and the culture and the, the loyalty that they have built up there at the Broncos from day one. Um, they've obviously got outstanding stars. But what I'm really looking forward to this year is they don't have the monopoly on Queensland now, you know, it's really exciting to see, you know, the Titans in there Um, and, you know, so the players have had to spread a fair bit but looking through the roster, my word, they've still got, uh, I can't see them not going in as absolute favourites.
1: Yeah, Tasha, we're gonna we're gonna touch on their very very special fullback in a second. But where do you go from here when you're trying to pick out a few stars? Because it's a situation where you look at their entire roster, their entire squad, and they are absolutely stacked when it comes to talent. Uh, you know, a couple of players that come to mind, and one in particular, Taryn Aiken. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your expectations for her leading into this particular game, but also throughout the competition. A very, very special player and and someone that you know the Sydney Roosters are going to have to watch very, very closely.
2: They sure will. And we saw what she could do last year when Ali Briginshaw moved from the halfback position into the lock position. It just added an extra pivot. And Taryn Aiken shows that she knows how to, you know, hold the ball up, send the ball wide, short ball. And I know we're going to speak about Tamika shortly, but we saw the combination that went Aiken Upton last year and give these girls another year together. And I think that they're, you know, they're a force to be reckoned with. And um, Taryn Aiken has definitely proved herself. I mean, how hard would it be if you you're in the Brisbane Broncos and you've got to step into Ali Brigginshaw's jumper? Like, but she did it with absolute Ease, or uh, well, she made it look like that. So she is an outstanding player in her own right, um, and I can't wait to watch that combination—that Aiken, Upton, Brigandshaw um, combination—all out there on the park again.
1: Yeah, it's incredible, uh, and that's the thing, Danny. You can't see too many weaknesses in this football team. They have a ferocious forward pack with so much uh, talent and quality. You know, Chelsea Leonarduzzi. If you hadn't had a chance to go back and listen to that episode, go back and do that. Chelsea is a an unbelievable talent. Talisha Harden. They they are absolutely stacked. Um, and then, then let's talk a little bit about just some of the professionalism, the athleticism within this group. One player who, again, we've had on uh, the show on the show here at Mojo Sports, Julie Robinson. You know these are some of the fittest players in the competition as well. And it's, you know, it's, it's going to make a big difference when you're coming into round one and, you know, everyone's still trying to find those combinations and gel.
0: Yeah, I think the what works um, in Julia's favour is that, you know, she has a very physical job. You know, all these girls work jobs. Unfortunately, unlike the men, it's not their full-time job is to play rugby league. So I think what works in her favour and allows her to have that extra athleticism is she's in a physical job as her nine to five kind of thing. But, you know, that doesn't dismiss the, the speed and the agility that she has on the field um, and the experience, like we've said, that she's got coming into this fourth year, um, I guess, of this year. So I'm just super excited to see what she brings to the table and just, yeah, I mean, the Broncos are forced to be reckoned with and I just, I, it'd be scary to, to play against them if you're anyone else.
1: Absolutely. You look across the tunnel and uh, all those players uh, lined up. Tash, um, one of those players, uh, again, uh, is the fullback there in Tamika Upton, um, showed uh, her talents in a recent representative game. Um, It it appears that, you know, as we suspected during the the off-season, one of the things we spoke about is where can she get to in her career? What are the things that she's adding to her game? And by the look of that cutout pass on the weekend during that All-Stars game, it's pretty scary. Tamika Upton, she appears to be levelling up in 2022.
2: Yeah, she sure does. And I think I've, I've said it on a couple of the shows that it's so scary that people like Chelsea, um, people like Steph Hancock, people like Ali Brigginshaw are just saying we haven't seen the best of Tamika Upton yet. And that is frightening. That the girl is that scarily good. And then um, you, you just think, you know, how can she, can she back up with the sort of year that she had last year? Can she do it again? And if last Saturday's Indigenous game is anything to go by, then yes, that girl can lift. She's got a tremendous ability for pass selection, which is not a common thing for the fullback to have. So, you know, we often talk about the fullback being able to, you know, transition into uh, the 5'8 position um, and that's happening more in our modern game. But Tamika Upton, she's... She's already shown she's got that ability. I don't know where she goes from here, Dan.
1: Yeah, absolutely. A third playmaker, it makes it very, very challenging. Well, when you look at the schedule and you see round one coming up against the Brisbane Broncos, that's got to be a little bit intimidating. And I guess the guy who uh, yeah been planning to, uh, I guess, counter that and manage that is, uh, well, Tash, I'm going to go straight to you. The, the coach of the Sydney Roosters, John Strange, because got a bit of an interesting background and, um, you know, a, a guy who – in and around rugby league circles, a lot of people have a lot, a lot of faith in him in terms of his system, his previous success. If you're going to throw any coach into that difficult situation, John's John's the guy.
2: John Strange has an incredible track record. He's, um, I think they went through undefeated uh, this year. I don't think they played the grand final because of COVID, but If you look at um, the roster that he has signed, there are so many of his Central Coast Roosters players there. And I think the advantage that the Broncos have had in the past is that a lot of those players have been playing together in their state comp. Well, look out because John Strange obviously has the respect of his players and he's signed quite a number of those uh, Central Coast Roosters. They will come already gel. So hats off to John Strange. They love him and uh, he's built quite the roster.
0: Yeah, Kath, you stole my point. I was going to say that. That's that's something I'm so excited about with the Roosters for this year is they've got that same, which I think puts them on that level field as the Broncos, is they've got that, the feeder team experience where they've all gelled, they all know each other, they can read the plays before they even happen because they've worked so well together um, in the season leading up, you know, with the New South Wales Cup as well. So I'm so excited to see where they go this year. And like you mentioned, some of the recruits they've got coming. Oh, it's just, I'm so excited
2: for NRLW. It's not even funny. <laughs> yeah, Diana, great point. Let's talk about it. The, the roosters have, they've, oh, they've re-signed at least eight, but we've talked about the Central Coast uh, roosters, that John Strange coaches, and they're in double digits my friends, as far as joining this um, NRLW team. Uh, there's at least 10 of them already there. So that gelling stuff that's so important, I think that's going to be a big change in um, how the Roosters go uh, in this season.
0: If I'm honest, I think I'm most excited to see the combination of Jeff Sergis and Corbin Baxter because I've loved Corbin for a very long time and just seeing Jess be able to come in, I'm just so excited to see where this takes them.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and, you know one of the one of the things that I've spoken about in previous episodes is you can't lose NRLW games. It's it's a tournament style, you know that the season's a little bit longer this year, but you really don't want to be dropping games. And you know one of the challenges Tash is you know bringing a team together. You know, obviously, some of the limitations around you know training and things like that. So you kind of expect that you know some teams may struggle a little bit in terms of finding combinations, but if anyone was going to sort of come in and sort of try and compete with the Brisbane Broncos first up, it's an incredible challenge, but you know, the Sydney Roosters appear to be best place to do that. Dana, let's jump into, you know, you spoke about some of the players who they're going to be relying on to really hit the ground running. I'm talking the first five minutes in that first half to really sort of show Brisbane that they're here to win this football game. You spoke about it, Jess Sergis. Um, Talk to us a little bit about Jess. Obviously, continues to develop her own game, certainly as an athlete, but again, certainly someone to watch in particular within this game.
0: Yeah, so like, you know, Jess is a new recruit. She's coming from the Dragons, and I think that that was probably the best move she could have done for herself and her career um, because she is such she's such a good player. She's such a versatile player. Um, you know, she's she's got the speed, she's got the agility, um, and she can hit hard as well with the tackles. So I think her moving from a club that, that does kind of sit in that, you know, bottom half, being able to go through and come to that grand final winning side is going to be one of the best things for her career because I think that they're going to be able to push her to that next level that we haven't seen from her yet, Um, you know, and I just thinking, like I said, with the combinations between them and just John's just all over it and he's done so well to be able to put this squad together and I think you know, the rest of the Roosters that played against the Broncos last year, they've got a point to prove. They've got, yes, you know, we lost last year, you know, and it was a heartbreaking loss for the Roosters. So they're going to come back this year stronger than ever. Those Central Coast girls coming through. And I think it's just they're really going to give Brisbane a run for their money.
1: Tasha, when you look at the Roosters team, one thing that comes to mind is balance. You know, you look at some of the players here. You've got Yasmin Meeks, obviously, out there in the centres. You've got Hannah Southwell, who's just going to be causing chaos defensively um, in the middle. you got Corbin Baxter, who's a bit of a wise head now. You know, she's been around the game for a while now. She um, certainly knows how to how to get the job done there. And, again, you know, we spoke about Jess Sergis, but another player that we need to mention, Isabel Kelly, who, again, you just got to think about how, you know, the, the level of improvement within these players. I mean, you know, w- we feel like there's been a massive build-up for the 2022 season. Imagine how Isabel's feeling coming into this campaign. You just get a bit of a sense that, this is her moment, this is her stage, and there's no time to waste. Why not in the first game against the Broncos?
2: No, absolutely. And I think, you know, Izzy Kelly had a bit of a tough run last year, as did Jess Sir, just like that They were hit with injuries quite a bit, and it's always hard to see just how, you know, exciting these players are when, you know, they've got injuries or, or the team that they're playing for aren't actually going as as well as you want and the forwards aren't moving forward turn around to this season and I think um Izzy Kelly is going to really shine out there she's got um great strength and power which I think you know out there uh, in the centers is an awesome thing to have um we talked about Jess Sergis as well we've been following her in um the the state-level competition. She's been playing in that, that position as, as fullback. You mentioned Corbin Baxter. She's great knowledge, great leadership. She captained the, um, the All-Stars team. She's captained the Roosters. Those girls running off such a smart pivot, you know, it's, it's just going to be excitement footy everywhere across the park.
1: All right, guys, no sitting on the fence when it comes to predictions. Uh, you know, this is a clash of the heavyweights. Uh, Dana, where, where are you going here? Uh, Chooks against the Broncos.
0: Yeah, through and through. Unfortunately, as much as, you know, I want to support my Brisbane Broncos, um, I'm going to go, it's going to have to be the Roosters. Um, I just think that they've they've really got that, that point to prove. And with the new additions, we don't know what's coming. Um, you know, obviously, we do a little bit, us at Mojo, because we've done the research. You know, we've been here all through the preseason, um, through the New South Wales Cup and obviously with the help of Tasha. So I'm, yeah, I'm going to go the Roosters.
1: Yeah, look, for for me, a very, very difficult one. But I've tipped against the Broncos in the past and they just keep uh, they just keep making me look bad. So not this year. I'm going to go the Brisbane Broncos just based on past experience, but it's going to be very, very close. I think two points in this one. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair and I think it's going to come down to, you know, not just the final minutes, but, you know, that one particular play at the very, very end there. So I'm going to go the Broncos. Tash, uh, you get the deciding vote here. Which way are you going here?
2: Yeah, look, I'm going to go with the Roosters as well. And I know I've been in, I always get myself in trouble whenever I tip against uh, the Bronx. But just for the reasons we've been talking about, the balance in that team, the fact that you've got, you know, over 10 players from the Central Coast Roosters, they know each other, they gel. The fact that they know their coach and their coach knows what they can get from them is a fabulous relationship and I just think first up if the Roosters can be that pumped they lost the grand final to the Bronx um, last season if they can be that pumped hit the Bronx uh, first up then run away with that win I'm not saying it'll be a runaway win but um, get over the line with a win there so I'm going with the Roosters
1: yeah I like it all right guys well let's jump into our other feature game this week as we have a look at well, the greatest rugby league club uh, in the entire world, and that is the Newcastle Knights taking on the Parramatta Reels. I'll try not to be too biased here. Dana, let's start with the Parramatta Reels because, wow, well, you know, obviously new franchise as well, but, you know, you just don't get the sense that this is a team that is going to struggle because you look at this team list, you look at the roster. Um, we're going to touch on the coaching a little, bit, a little bit later, but Parramatta they are a serious football team already. And again, you know, time, times of the essence when it comes to the NRLW competition, they're going to be wanting to make a mark in this first game against the Knights on the road.
0: I'm so excited. Like, obviously, you know, being an inaugural club, you've got that pressure coming into the, the competition, um, you know, later than others can. But I think with the, the recruitment, the squad they're developing, is insane. I'm I'm very excited for Emily Curtin. Um, you know, she's one of those people that's been very proud to to play rugby league as a different sport compared to you know all the other girls playing netball and basketball and that kind of thing. So I'm excited to to see her hit the ground running with this new club. And I think, you know, they're playing your, your beloved Newcastle Knights, but you know, they're also a new club. So I'm just I think it's gonna be a very, very good game, but I reckon it's gonna be a very high scoring game, like I said, um just because there is a lot of unknown just you don't know what's going to come from this game because there's just two new clubs coming
1: in. Tash, when you play the Parramatta Reels this year, I'm going to gonna have a little bit of a prediction. It, it's going to be a physical war. I, I think after you've played the Parramatta Reels, you're going to know you've played them because uh, there's going to be some bruises there. You look at some of their players there. Samai Taufa is, is a player that comes to mind. She is going to be someone who will be looking to make a difference in the middle, but um, you know, Kennedy Sherrington, let's just quickly talk about, um, you know, her performance and some of these Parramatta Reels players who got the opportunity to, I guess, give us a little bit of a glimpse on All-Stars weekend. Uh, there just appears to be a very physical approach to the way in which they're going to go about their football this year.
2: Dan, you've hit the nail on the head. Uh, on Thursday night at training at the Centre of Excellence, they had um, an opposed session and, wow, some of the hits. I was standing there um, with the physios and they were panicking because the hits are hard and they bounce back up. They're fit as, but, yeah, it is a very physical um, game. They've got those forwards that you just mentioned, you know, our mate Kennedy Cherrington, um, she's played outstanding last week and showed that she's really, really fit by you know the amount of hit ups and the amount of um, really effective tackles that she made, and you know the, even the halfback like Maddie Studden. There has been criticism in the past that Maddie's needs to put a bit of weight on, put a bit of muscle on, and I tell you what, I saw Maddie on Thursday. The strength and conditioning coach there at the Eels had done some work on her and uh, she's got some guns on her now.
1: Dana, Maddie's going to be an interesting player because, you know, there has been a few, uh, I, I guess, plays when it comes to the NRLW competition that was signed a little bit late. And, you know, if, if I was Maddie, I, I would just, I, I, I would take notice of that. And obviously she's going to be really excited about her opportunity, at the Parramatta Eels. But I, I, I get the sense that Maddie's going to be playing with a little bit of a chip on her shoulder to say, You know, I'm not here just to participate. I want to re-establish myself as one of the best playmakers in the sport. And, you know, we know she's got the talent to do that. Talk to us a little bit about Maddie Studden because on and off the field, she has a huge presence when it comes to rugby league. And, yeah, it's going to be exciting to see her play.
0: Yeah, I think Maddie is something that her coming into Parramatta as a very experienced player, you know, lots of of rep footy, lots of – you know, all those different outlets that she's been able to do over the short career, but, like, also long career because she's been playing since she was quite little. Um, you know, I think that she's got that experience that does come with that that pressure as well. Like, you're coming into this side as an experienced player, as a leader, you know, you've got all these up-and-comers that you've you set the bar for. Um, so I think that she would be feeling that pressure coming into this, Round this first round, especially. Um, but I think that she's she should be able to handle the pressure. But it'll definitely Saturday, uh, Sunday, sorry, it's definitely going to test it. Dana, you are spot
2: on. Um, Maddie has ridden the roller coaster that is our great game of rugby league. Like she was, you know, flavour of the month and captain of the Origin team one year, and then, you know, not making it, you know, at a, at another point, and then last year she came through and at the um, City versus Country, she put her stamp. There was no way Kylie Hilda could not select her as the halfback in the Origins. So she's, she's come full circle and that shows the, the mental strength of, of a player. She, as you said, she's already got that experience. So she's a, she's a really smart halfback and now she's got that extra bit of muscle on, you know, opposition, look out.
1: Yeah, and you, you look at some of the points in the Parramatta Reels. Bo Vede Welsh, my God, at full back, is there a player who's in better form at the moment? You look at some of their outside backs in Horn, Penatani, uh, you know, we got a some, we got some young emerging players that are coming through the mounty system as well. Um, it's yeah, you guys are scaring me again. I'm trying to keep my Newcastle Knights hat on, and you know, let's jump over the fence and, and chat about the home side, the Newcastle Knights. Um, Tarsh. we're trying not to get too carried away, but we are pretty excited here in the Hunter. We have been, you know, looking forward to having a team to support for quite a while now. Um, you know, we've been very fortunate to chat with quite a quite a number of the players in the lead up to to the uh, to the competition. Again, this is another team under. Under the uh, the head coach of Casey Bromelow, who you know they're going to be looking to perform on home soil.
2: Hey Dan, don't be too worried. Like, let's not forget uh, how many Kiwi firms have the Knights signed. I think nine, like internationals that know each other's game so so very very well. So you know, as if I was a Knights supporter, um, I wouldn't be. Too concerned with the, the likes of the squad that they've got, just to have that combination. We talked about that being so very very important. Um, no, I think they're going to they, they've got quite a strong squad. Um, I think they're training well together. I don't, I don't think you can be too worried. I'm not going to pick them, but I'm holding my choice for later. But uh, no, I wouldn't be worried at all.
0: Like I said, you know, she's you've got all those kiwi ferns in that squad, so I think. For for this season happening at this time at the start of the year, you're going to be fine. I think what's going to happen later down the track is when New Zealand come back into the competition. You know, once that borders open and everything's a bit more stable, that that I mean, all of the all the new teams. But I think Newcastle will have a risk of losing some of those um, those players back to the New Zealand squad. Which for your sake, Dan, obviously we hope not. But I mean, you, at the moment, take it with a grain of salt. But I honestly think that they've got powerhouses left, right and centre that I just don't think that other teams or anyone who watches NRLW or is starting to watch NRLW um, are even aware of just, you know, the names on that roster, even the ones that we've spoken to in the last few weeks, it's just hard-hitting football and I would not want to be on the opposing side to these Newcastle Knights.
2: Yeah, look, Dana, quite right. And you said powerhouse and instantly my mind goes to Caitlin Johnson. She is a powerhouse and we saw her play in the Indigenous. She captained that team. She led from the front. She was the first signing. She's marquee signing here for the Knights and she will do exactly the same. And I love it when she's pumped up and she's got every reason to be doing that. She's, she's a, a Knights local junior. She puts that jersey on with so much pride that, um, wow, powerhouse, Caitlin, um, I can't wait for the first hit up or the first tackle that she makes.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be pretty special, that's for sure. And, and exactly right. You know, you think about what is it going to take to beat the Parramatta Reels in this first game. Well, you're gonna to have to be a football team that you know looks to have cohesion and chemistry straight away. You know, you can't lose games in an RLW competition. You're gonna to have to be sharp in the in those first five ten minutes. And Tash, what, what fills us us Knights fans and I guess the rugby league community with, with so much faith when it comes to Newcastle? is that, as you mentioned, a lot of these players played football together at that rep level, so definitely gives us a little bit of advantage and something that we're really happy about. And, um, you know, some of the some of the signings have been absolutely great. Um, you know, in particular, you know, players like Romy uh, Tetzel, who will come down from Queensland. I think Romy's going to have a big impact there at fullback. Um, again, let's talk a little bit about uh, a playmaker and someone who will be probably, um, you know, a, a big impact in this game. Uh, Talua Talet. Um, Tash, talk to us a little bit about um, her role in this game.
2: Well, Dan, um, I know I keep going back to the All-Stars game because that's pretty much all we've got to go from um, so far this year. Now, Tallulah, she's outstanding. She has a a tremendous kicking game on her. And you think, okay, she's one of the lesser-known players. It's the first game of the year. She kicked on the first. And it was an accurate kick. She um, attempted to chip and regather to score, and she nearly did it. So she's got the confidence. She's got the boot. She's obviously got a great um, footy brain. I'm really looking forward to what she brings
1: and dana, I guess that 's what 's exciting about watching these teams is you know every football team's going to have to have an identity and it 's going to be great to see you know what is newcastle 's uh, playing style going to be i think we've we 've got a little bit of an indication i don 't think they 're going to die wondering I think there's going to be some points and you think about some of the outside backs Jamie Fresard, I mean she has to score. Uh, on the weekend she She's an incredible player And I know it's chomping at the bit to, to perform And uh, obviously Caitlin Varacolo, Who we uh, had on the podcast a couple of weeks ago She's she's a certainty as well But Dana, uh, again, no sitting on, sitting on the fence We've got to do our predictions here Where are you going here?
0: Oh, man. I don't know. Like, it's, it's hard because, like you said, we've had these guests on. We've gotten to know these girls, especially the Newcastle girls over the last few weeks. But unfortunately, I think I'm just going to have to side with Parramatta. I just can't get past the experience they have between, you know, um, we've spoken about Kennedy, we've spoken about Bo and then Maddie. Like, they've just got so much to go on and so much experience as well as all these newcomers that you know, we can tell you have some serious speed and some serious agility and we'll hit you. And like Tash said, I'm so keen to watch that first hit and that first tackle of this game. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Parramatta Eels.
1: One little competition that we didn't fill our listeners in on is every year we have an underdog uh, tip competition. So every week we pick one underdog and we keep track of that. We, we get a point and uh, we see who comes out victorious at the end. Now you guys have jumped in very bold with your underdog tips with the Roosters coming up against the Broncos. Well, you know, you guys know where I'm heading with this. I'm going with the Newcastle Knights here to be an upset. Uh, you know, They'll definitely be my underdog tip of the week. I'll be there in the stands supporting the girls there, and I think they can get the job done. Tash, what's your thoughts on this one? Dan, you're not going to like it, but I have to go para. I mean, I don't even have
2: to say anything. I just need to, if you just listen to this, Vede Welsh, Uh Joseph A. Daniels that we had here, and the passion that she's she's going to bring to that that game. Um, Tiana Panatani, you know Rakea Horn, Nita Maynard, uh, Kennedy Cherrington, Ellie Johnson, who I absolutely love. She's an outstanding forward. And Dean Witters is trying to bring out the. Um, I'm trying to find the right word that's not rude, but the uh, um, aggression. I guess you all know that the word I'm trying not to say. Um, And if they get her performing with that aggression and that fire in her belly, then she's going to be unstoppable. And, you know, Samima, like really, enough said, para.
1: All right, guys, let's jump into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. Hey, we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. It's your apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, so okay,
0: show, oh my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're
1: Yes, yeah, so we had a couple of feature games this week, but that still leaves another really important uh, contest this week, and that's the St. George Illawarra Dragons coming up against the Gold Coast Titans. Uh, Tash, again, this is going to be another interesting game here Just want your, I, I guess, your your rapid reflections Thoughts on this particular game as well as your predictions um, There's so much to unpack here And obviously we'll feature both of these clubs Over the next few weeks quite heavily But um, yeah, what's your thoughts on the Dragons V the Gold Coast Titans Because from, you know, a lot of the people that I've spoken to There's definitely a split crowd here In terms of trying to predict this game
2: yeah, it is. This is this is really the the toughest game I think to to predict here, and um, you know they've they've changed their their coach. Sowie's been with them and working really hard with them now. We all know the magic that Sowie can bring to a team. Um, I would really love the Illawarra Dragons to come through and take this one out because. I think they were really hard done by last year with, with a number of things, especially injuries. Um, so I'm going to go St. George
1: Illawarra. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Dana, what's your thoughts on this one? I
0: hate to go the opposite, but I'm, I'm going Gold Coast. Like, you know, if they haven't announced their, their team list for the weekend yet, um, but, you know, you've got... Karina Brown, you've got Destiny Brill, you've got Carly Henson, they've just got so many. Tamsin Gray, oh my God, I cannot wait to watch that girl play another game. But they've just got so many, so many girls that are in that squad that are just are gonna play great football. And I'm excited, just like Dan mentioned briefly earlier at the start of the podcast, you know, Gold Coast are a sneaky good because, you know, you can't compare them to their men's team because. That's just a different story. But, you know, the the women's team, are they are that underdog, but they are not, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I'm going to go to Gold Coast.
2: Yeah, Dana, I, you, you mentioned a few great players there, but um, I'm going to return the serve with players like, you know, Keely Davis. Let's not forget my favourite Jamie Chapman. Let's not, you know, their, their captain, which was just named uh, this week. I think Keely Davis was named uh, vice captain and their captain, Kezi Apps, New South Wales captain. So right back at you with those names.
1: Yeah, look, puts me in a bit of a difficult situation. I don't think this season I'm going to be allowed to tip against Saui. Although we're going to have to see when the dragons come up against the knights, my my loyalty will definitely be tested there. But uh, look, I'm going to go to the dragons. They're going to sports oury doing great things there at the club, but they are up against it. This is a big underdog story here. I think the Gold Coast Titans they are, in, in, you know, another new franchise, but in particular their their forward pack is is something very very serious. I mean, Tasman Gray um, again would be probably one of the best players in the competition. Certainly, someone to keep an eye out and. uh, and Tiana raftran Smith, you know she she's something special out wide. So um, yeah, plenty of uh, plenty of uh, there's so much talent in, in the in the Titans football team. But um, I just think the Dragons they're going to be able to do enough. Um, one player who I, I think is going to have to have a big game in this one is obviously Kezi, Kezi Apps. Um, you know if she, if she can sort of lead from the front and um, you know hopefully score a try or two, I, I think that could be really important for the Dragons in this one.
2: And and uh, Dan. Forgot to mention a player who leads from the front who will definitely put them all on the front foot is none other than Elsie Albert. What an outstanding season she had last season and she's really passionate about playing it. She's, she's happy to be able to be, you know, back in Australia and allowed to play the game that she loves. She's such an ambassador to rugby league in um, her home country. So Elsie Albert, I could not sign off without a shout out to
1: her. All right, guys, look, that's all the time we have tonight. Just want to thank my amazing panel, always bringing the heat as we talk all things rugby league. And to our listeners, NRLW competition, it's finally here. We do appreciate your support here at Mojo Sports. We are bringing you so much content. We're bringing double episodes each and every week. So continue to help us grow, share, download every one of our podcasts. We really do appreciate your support. Chat to family and friends about Mojo. And until next time, we'll catch you then.